0: The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good
1: morning and welcome to Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. As always... Joined by Jenna Tauble, Director of Brand and Digital Member Experience at First Alliance Credit Union. And someone we haven't chatted with for a while, but certainly welcome back, Leanne Trom, Member Solutions Manager. Good morning.
2: Morning.
3: Good morning.
1: All right. So uh, maybe, Leanne, since we haven't talked to you for a while, remind us remind us what you do over at First Alliance Credit Union.
3: Well, you bet. Good morning again, everybody. Um, I am our member solutions manager and the goal of our department is to help members through different situations, life events, understand if they need a little help, maybe making a loan payment. It could be something as simple as, Oh, did you realize you hadn't made that payment yet? Or did you take a look at at your um, checking account transactions? It could be something Very easy um, as that. Or it could be a little more complex. Hey, is it time for a debt consolidation? Do we need to skip a payment or make an interest-only payment or or do something uh, a little more long-term for you? Um, We deal a lot with laws and regulations, and one of the things that I do uh, here with the credit union is I do work with members who have filed uh, bankruptcy.
1: Okay. That's a perfect segue. (laughs) Because last week we talked about out debt and paying off debt is not only a good money move, but it's good for your mental health. Yeah. And one of the topics we just kind of briefly touched on as a last resort was bankruptcy. Is that right, Jenna?
2: That is very true, yeah. So this week, we're actually going to be digging into that topic a little bit deeper, Um but before we dig into the information that Leanne has to share with us, I thought I would bring up some of the statistics that I've come across with you because you all know how much I love to share <laughs> statistics on this show. Um, just to kind of give you some context around um, what bankruptcy truly looks like um, now in the United States. Um, so 62% of personal bankruptcies in the United States were due to medical expenses, um, so over half, right, of those that filed were due to health costs. And 72% of those that filed did, in fact, have some form of health care coverage in place at the wow. time. So, yeah, so we're seeing people even with health coverage of some form falling into some pretty serious medical expenses. Well, oh, the bills um,
1: mount up really fast.
2: Yes. They do accumulate very quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, and then only five percent of bankruptcy cases are actually attributed to reckless spending. Which I know when you think, oh, someone's filing bankruptcy, they must have just really been really bad at managing their money. That's actually not typically the case. Um, it's usually because some they. Some bad situations befalled them in some way, shape, or form um, that they just couldn't bounce back from regardless of how well they managed their money prior to that. Um, out of all the bankruptcies that are filed, um, only 97% of them are filed by individuals and only 3% are by business entities. So it's far more mm-hmm. common for people, everyday people, to file bankruptcy than it is for a business entity to do so. Um, And I found this statistic kind of interesting, too. So 8% of people have filed for bankruptcy on multiple occasions. Um, So these kind of repeat filers make up nearly 16% of all recorded bankruptcies. Um, So why that happens, I don't know. I don't have the the data to dig into there. But I did find it interesting that there is a subset of people who do have to file more than once in a lifetime, uh, which is unfortunate. so, and, you know, there is a correlation um, between credit card debt and bankruptcy as well, but it is not in the way that you might think, right? I kind of mentioned this a minute ago. Most people would kind of assume that irresponsible spending would limit or would lead to uh, credit debt, but that's actually not always the case. Like I mentioned before, only 5% of bankruptcies originate from overspending, Um So if you kind of think about this, if you suffer from a job loss, an illness, or even an emergency expense, you might be kind of forced to use a line of credit or a credit card to cover basic day-to-day living that you wouldn't normally have to do, um, which then just kind of continues to pile on that debt, only further creating that difficult financial situation and then possibly always leading you one step closer to having to file for bankruptcy because you just can't handle the the life that's been thrown at you from a financial standpoint. Um, Once again, though,
1: this illustrates what you stress all the time, have that emergency fund.
2: Exactly, exactly, because that can really help make a difference in the long term um, if you have a well-funded emergency savings account, absolutely. Um, And I think it's also really important to point out, because I think that there is a lot of kind of misconceptions about who files for bankruptcy a lot of times, um, but bankruptcy filers – Come from all education and status levels, right? Twenty percent of filers have some level of college degree. Twenty-nine um, percent have at least some level of college education, um, and thirty-six percent do have their high school graduate. You know, their high school graduates, like they're they're educated people um, that just have some bad things happen to them. Right. Um, And because bankruptcy does happen to people from all walks of life and for a variety of reasons, it is entirely possible that at some point in your life, um, you may have to consider this as a choice, and hopefully that's never it does happen, but it, it is possible. Um, so I think it's just really important today that we do talk about the basics of bankruptcy and really talk through some of those pros and cons to consider because that, like I mentioned last week, it is definitely kind of a final um, step that you wanna take, um, it's definitely not the first step you should take if you are running into a little bit of financial struggle. Um, but there's some important pros and cons to be to know about, and some basic terminology too that I think the going to bring to the table for us. Okay.
1: Well, the the statistics you brought up certainly illustrate that bankruptcy was created for a reason. Um, our lawmakers decided that in certain situations it is appropriate. So, I guess. We'll start with the basics. Leanne, what is bankruptcy?
3: Well, as Jenna mentioned, you know, we're here to talk about the basics today. But in reality, bankruptcy is a very complex process. It is overseen by federal bankruptcy courts. It's a process that is designed to help individuals and businesses eliminate all part of their debt or perhaps help repay a portion of what they owe. While bankruptcy can help you get relief from your debt, it's important to understand that declaring bankruptcy has a serious long-term effect on your credit. Uh, bankruptcy chapters can remain on your credit report for up to 10 years, which can affect your ability to open credit cards, accounts, get auto loans, and other types of lending that you might need. Um, and if you are approved, Oftentimes, the rates are not as favorable. Um, they tend to be a little bit higher um, because of that bankruptcy process that that occurred. Um, you know, as I mentioned, it's a really complex process. The average person is definitely not equipped to go through it alone. Somebody can file prosa, which it's called, but you really, really need to use an attorney. Um, I, that is strongly recommended as they can ensure that the process goes as smooth as possible. Um, that the documents that you need to file, everything complies with the rules and regulations governing the bankruptcy proceedings. Because it's again, it's a very complex process. It's very emotional. Um, it's also expensive. Um, there are fees that occur with this as well.
1: And you don't uh, want to mess it up, right? I mean, if you, you'd have to start all over if you,
3: that is quite, yes. filled out could, a
1: form incorrectly.
3: Yep, it could get dismissed, and exactly to your point, you start fresh, and something could occur between during that time when you're trying to obtain that relief. So yeah. um, as, as mentioned, um, there are some requirements that you need to meet. Um, you would need to meet with a, a certified credit counselor. Um, They are going to help complete your credit kind of assessment that's required in this process. They're going to go over your finances. They're going to discuss possible alternatives to bankruptcy. They're going to kind of look at your budget and really kind of help create what's happening now, what could potentially happen after the bankruptcy, and what are you going to do for changes to move forward.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, there are different types of bankruptcy, right? And I always get them mixed up. <laughs> Can you give us more information about what is chapter 7 and chapter 13 bankruptcy? Are there other ones? Are there other types on top of those two?
3: There is. Um, I'm going to kind of dive in right now to the Chapter 7 and the Chapter 13, so so great question. Um, if you do decide to move forward, there is a means test, and that is going to decide if you're filing a Chapter 7 or a 13. Um, with that, both types of those bankruptcies can help eliminate some of your unsecured debt, such as credit cards or lines of credit, Um when to file, that will halt a foreclosure if that's in process. Um, it can, it will, can stop any type of wage garnishment you have, um, utility shutoffs, um, debt collection types of actions, repossessions. Uh, with both types, um, you'll you'll be expected to pay your own court costs and attorney fees. And as I mentioned earlier, those are quite. Um, quite high so but again you're paying that attorney to represent you and counsel you and get through this really complex process. So with the two types of bankruptcies there's a little bit of relief um, in a couple different ways with the chapter 7 sometimes it's been known as a straight bank- bankruptcy. Um, it's what most time most people think about um, when they're considering filing that bankruptcy. Under this type of bankruptcy, you'll require, you'll be required to allow, um, a federal, uh, court trustee's supervision. Um, they may determine that they need to sell some of your assets. Um, there'll be some liquidation that maybe aren't exempt. Um, could be cars, uh, tools, household furnishings. Um, I've seen guns. I've seen jewelry. Um, so that could happen. Um, However, the money from that sale is going to go towards paying your creditors.
1: Okay, but they can't actually take the home you live in, right? Unless, I suppose, unless it's an extravagant home.
3: That's all going to come down to the point of can you afford that? Where does your budget fit? Are you able to make the payments towards that mortgage? Or sometimes the mortgage company will perhaps look at is there a a refinance to make it affordable? Okay. Because that mortgage company is not going to watch your home either. But to answer your question, Andy, yes, it can still it can happen.
1: As you said, it's complex. Yep. yep. Uh, so, so, what happens just, at the end of all this that you?
3: Well, um, I'm just going to go back, if you will, and talk about a little bit more about the chapter seven, just a little yeah. bit. Um. So typically the balance of what you owe is often eliminated after that bankruptcy is discharged, okay? So if it's considered that debt is discharged, then you have no more personal liability any longer to pay that. Um, that Chapter 7 can also get you out of um, certain kinds of debts. Um, however, you have to think about what you just said. If you want to keep your car, if you want to still live in your home, you're still going to need to pay that. However, a lot of times they say, well, if I file Chapter 7, do I still have to pay alimony, child support? Yes. Those are debts that are typically not going to be discharged. You're still going to have to pay court-ordered uh, alimony, uh, child support. You have to pay your income taxes, your property taxes, um, insurance claims, and student loans.
1: And the big so, one is the student loans, yeah.
3: So the consequences of that Chapter 7, you know, can be significant. Um, Again, you could lose your property. Um, You have that negative reporting on your credit report. So when you're looking down the road to borrow, again, that's going to stay on your report likely for up to 10 years. Um, Should you get into debt again, um, there are some time frames before you can file um, that type of chapter again, and in Chapter Seven it's eight years. So you have to qualify for that Chapter Seven by going through what's called the means test. Um, and I had mentioned that just a little bit earlier on. Um, okay. The means test is by each state. You know, Part One is going to look at your income. Where's your household income? Is it less than your state's median income? Then you can qualify. Part Two, well, it's your debt to income. Um, you have to document every expense you have from the past six months, food, transportation, medical. Did you sell anything? Um, did you have a repossession? Did something go back to a creditor? Um, and then you'll ex- subtract those expenses from your income. So, again, if your remaining income is low enough compared to your debt, you may qualify for that Chapter 7.
1: What is chapter 7, okay. We're going to take a break. We have to go check in with the news center. Well, actually, we just have to take a break. I apologize, and we'll be back and talk about Chapter 13 and other types of bankruptcy on Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
0: Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Welcome back to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell, Leanne Trom, and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union with us this morning. We're talking about bankruptcy. We kind of covered Chapter 7. The other one that we most commonly hear about is Chapter 13. Can you tell us more about Chapter 13, Leanne?
3: Absolutely. When you file a Chapter 13, it works a little bit differently because a lot of times you're able to keep your personal property in exchange for a partially or com- or completely repaying your debt. Um, in the old days, it kind of was called a wage earner plan or a personal reorganization. So if you don't pass the Chapter 7 means test that we discussed about earlier, then the next option is typically going to be moving forward with that Chapter 13. Uh, with the Chapter 13 bankruptcy court, your attorney and the trustee will look at your income and your debts again. And usually there's a three to five year repayment plan. And so the goal would be to obviously pay some of your creditors based on your income um, a certain percentages. Again, it's a it's a it's a complex formula, but you have a trustee that's gonna assist. They're kind of your accountant moving forward. So depending upon your situation, you may be set up to repay all or part of your debt during this time period. When you've completed the agreed repayment plan, your debt is discharged even if you've only repaid part of that amount you originally owed. Again, remember I said it's complex, so vehicles and, and assets can be treated a little bit different. But, again, today we're talking about the basics. Right. So while any uh, type of bankruptcy can negatively affect your credit, uh, a Chapter 13 could be considered a little bit more favorable option because you've paid some of your debt. You, you might even have paid all your debt, um, and you'd be able to retain some of your assets. Also, that Chapter 13 um, will cycle or drop off your credit report after seven years. And you could file again under this chapter after discharge in two years. Oh, wow. So the other types of uh, bankruptcies do include a chapter 11, which is usually considered a business reorganization. There's a chapter nine for municipalities, a chapter 12 for farmers or agriculture and a chapter 15 cross border. Uh, Those are things uh, that are even more complex. (laughs) You definitely want to speak with an attorney about those.
1: Yeah. I think we'll leave that for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, Lynn, what else can you tell us about bankruptcy that that you think might be important for our listeners to know about?
3: Well, you know, I think it's important to understand that bankruptcy is not always a completely a clean slate. People often assume that it that it is. Um, bankruptcy allows you to discharge certain debts, credit cards, perhaps, lines of credit, personal loans, uh, a mortgage. Um, Your medical bills, utility bills, personal loans and personal loans, not even just to a a lending institution, but personal lenders to somebody, even a family member um, can be discharged. Mm. But again, as we talked about a little bit before, not all debts are dischargeable. Um, A personal bankruptcy. Again, you're going to have to pay those tax debts. Um any type of government fines or penalties. Um, if you have reaffirmed your debt, that's a kind of a new contract, so you've promised to pay. so that's kind of a new contract. And if you sign that, you need to you need to honor that contract. Um, alimony or child support, student loans, um, insurance claims. Um, I've seen people where they have been in an accident and unfortunately if they're at fault and there's an insurance claim. It is not dischargeable. Okay. Um, one of the other things that sometimes can be looked at is talk about luxury items. Um, so, if there's maybe some luxury purchases or there's some cash advances on your cards, um, you might have taken some cash advances to actually pay your attorney fees. Um, but the point is, if there's some luxury or cash, cash advances, those can be looked at. And creditors can challenge that, saying they were premeditated transactions. And it's possible that they, those could be excluded. Makes
1: uh, another,
3: sense. another consideration is a bankruptcy discharges personal and protects you, but it may not eliminate the debt itself. For example, if you have a cosigner or a guarantor on a home, for example, and they did not file, that lender can seek to collect that debt from that person who co-signed or guaranteed that note with you. So this is really important to remember if you have family members or friends that may have co-signed a loan with you, but they're not going to file. So you're also going to have that, that, not only that financial, but that relationship uh, situation that could be broken.
1: Yeah, I bet that happens more often than people think, that, you know, a parent cosigns for a child and something happens with a child and the next thing you know, they're making the payments on a home.
2: Yeah, I'm sure it's yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's something to keep in mind, too, just thinking the other way around, too. Anytime you do choose to cosign or guarantee a loan with someone else, just make sure that it is someone you trust
1: and they have the means to pay it yeah.
2: and they have the means to pay it so that yeah. you don't end up on the on the end where they file bankruptcy and you're yeah. left to to pay this this debt that you maybe never intended to truly have to
1: step up to yeah. so okay we'll take another break we're talking bankruptcy today on good money moves and we'll be back in just a moment, on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
0: Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Jenna Tobble and Leanne Trom with First Alliance Credit Union with us today talking about bankruptcies. And uh, I guess the big question, Leanne. When should somebody actually consider this bankruptcy as an option?
3: Bankruptcy is considered the nuclear option for debt relief. It should really only be considered if you've already tried and failed to make a dent in your debt obligations using other debt relief options, uh, refinances, debt consolidations, counseling, etc. If that's the case, consider the pros and cons before deciding to push the button. Some of the pros of bankruptcy would be it eliminates or reduces debt for people in dire financial situations, perhaps due to illness or a job loss. It temporarily prohibits creditors from foreclosing on a home or repossessing a car. It also temporarily relieves wage garnishment, uh, debt collector calls, or disconnection of utilities. It really allows that consumer to get a second chance or a fresh start with their finances.
1: I like the way you use the term dire, I think. For dire financial situations, you wouldn't want to go down this road without it.
3: Correct. Yes. The cons of bankruptcy, it affects your credit. It can for up to 10 years, creating problems in obtaining future loans for cars or homes. It is extremely difficult to get up a mortgage after a bankruptcy. You may not qualify for loans for several years, especially, as I said, a mortgage or a home equity type of loan. They typically have some really strict lending guidelines for when someone has has filed. Um, And if you get loans, we talked about this before, that interest rate could be higher because you are considered a higher risk to that creditor. Uh, your chapter bankruptcy also, it is public record. It can be viewed by potential employers, uh, insurance companies, financial institutions, uh, rental companies or lease companies, and other types of lenders.
1: So even though the sunset for your credit record is 10 years, this thing, bankruptcy, could affect you far longer than that because it is a public record.
2: Yeah. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, okay. potentially. And, you know, it really takes an emotional toll on a person besides the financials. So, I bet. You know, it does have some long-lasting effects. But, again, the idea is to get that fresh start, to learn from those experiences, and really be a more um, educated person down the road when you're making those choices of needs and wants. Um, yeah. But, again, we talked about life throws you curveballs, too. Right. Yeah. Some
1: of those situations are totally out of your control. Completely. completely. Well, Leanne, thanks for the fantastic information. And uh, unfortunately, we're out of time. Always run out of time. So I'm going to throw this one to Jenna. Where can someone go to learn more about bankruptcy and other things that we need to do to make good money moves?
2: Yeah. Well, as always, I encourage everyone to visit our website at firstalliancecu.com. Get subscribed to our blog. We release new financial tips and advice every week. Um, of course, you can go back and listen to past episodes of this show at firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or on krocnews.com. Um, you can get subscribed to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, and Spotify as well. Um, and then, you know, our our website is, also has a ton of great um, access to free resources and tools in our online resource center that can help you start budgeting, start planning to pay off debt, um, learn how to save, um, determine if debt consolidation is a is a kind of a good strategy for you. We have a calculator for that. So I would encourage you to go out and check those out when you have a chance, um, but of course, The best thing that you can do for yourself is reach out to our advisors at First Alliance Credit Union. Um, We're here to help you start making good money moves today um, and set you up for success for the future.
1: Perfect. Leanne, thanks so much. Thank you. And you as well, Jenna. Yes. And we will talk to you next week, Jenna. Absolutely. With another Good Money Moves, Leanne Trom, Jenna Topple with First Alliance Credit Union. It's Good Money Moves on News 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.